much as the news sheets would want to make it about Oaken, for the rest of us, right then, that imposter hero counted for little. The foundations that were built with our victories were straight away being tested. In the early days of Embrace, there was some prestige to live in in the eastern half of the island. The great families and their ilk had always built their estates on the stable land of Acreage and Crown's Eight, but the trade with Venire meant that they had to keep one eye and some of their coin on our side of the island. You know the story of Venn and provenance and that empire's ruined better than I do, so I won't waste my time on an amateur Italian here. But what I'll say is, again and again, so much of Embrace's fortune seemed to be tied up with some self-important hero and their bloodthirsty ideals. When Venn struck that tyrant remnant down and Venire crumbled, so did our trade with the East. And when, centuries later, Orkin killed Relict and the Republic of the Rushes rose out of its fossil, that were compounded. The families and the council took that as reason to focus on the East. Calvary, Holm, Hinter, they became the unsightly necessity where the workers lived and industry happened. When that second earthquake hit that ancient eastern bridge, the once burdened vein of our city's trade, it decided it could take its abandonment no more. Nearly a third of it broke from itself and cascaded into the trill. Like Holmes Harbour two years before, another connection was severed. Unlike that time though, the authorities weren't as slow to react. That bridge were a point of pride. But while we rued our access to the food and supplies it brought daily from the East Bank, they mourned a monument. In sessions over in Marrow, in the ransacked halls of the arid chambers, they advocated for great sums of money to go to the bridges to repair their tarnished heirloom. We were left to fend for ourselves. Welcome to these flimsy rituals, an actual play podcast focused on telling small stories in big worlds. Joining me today are Elizabeth Simones. Hey, I'm Ziz. You can find me on Twitter at Games. Beck Mihalik. Hi, I'm Beck, and you can find me on Twitter at R underscore Mihalik. Ryan Evans. Howdy, I'm Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at BrainXray. Steve Martin. Uh, hi, I'm Steve, and I'm on Twitter at Purple underscore Steve. And Thryn Henderson. Hi, I'm Thryn, and you can find me on Twitter at Thryn. And I'm your host, Adam Dixon. You can follow me on Twitter at @tdixon, and you can follow the show on Twitter at Flimsy Rituals. It's the morning after the earthquake. We open on a shot of Embrace's Dawn. Imperfect, fickle, glitching. We see the dome of a temple still moonlit while the streets around it are bathed in amber. We watch light pool in one street to become mid-morning daylight to then retract suddenly, as if ashamed of its premature daybreak. The cockerels and the birds and the workers pay no attention to the shifting dawn. They are used to its flightiness. It is the morning after the earthquake, and you, the jubilant maybe, gather in the cramped spaces beneath the carousel. I imagine most of you are bone-tired and exhausted. But you tell me, in the hours after the earthquake hit, during last night, how did you spend your time? What did you do? Um, Ash basically went straight home as soon as the as soon as he realised there was an earthquake going on. Um, this isn't the first time it's happened to Atrium, so straight home to see if there was any any damage and check that the family's okay. Um, and depending on how that went, helping out to fix things around the house or helping people around the neighbourhood generally doing what he can to fix stuff up. I feel like the earthquake probably hit 
atrium quite hard. I think it hit the eastern side of the city quite hard. When I think you first introduced it in our uh, The Ground Itself episodes, the first earthquake, and we kind of spoke about how the canal kind of grew narrower because of that. Mm. And I'm kind of imagining that this one almost like completed that. So parts of the canal are just closed off. Like bits of land have just kind of risen and tilted together. Cool, 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 cool. Atrium got hit quite hard. Like a bunch of houses are kind of ruined. Or like not completely ruined, but like damaged, badly damaged. I think the last earthquake exposed some of the the cut in Atrium, and I think this this does more of that. I remember we we had that scene of someone finding a new cave. And I think this this exposes more of those. There are new strange caves exposed in the castings where there is like a different kind of life growing. But I think for, for you, Dash, I, I, I don't think you're focused on that. I think you're focused on just helping people, making sure people are in a place of safety. I imagine lots of people gather at the temple okay. and making sure people have beds and water and food. Yeah, I think uh, I'd imagine like running around getting supplies and things that uh, aren't needed in bulk, but are needed. It's probably Ash's best way to go. And anyone else? I mean, I imagine Nia's gone to see Sarah's parents. Which is on like the other side of the city, I imagine. Yeah. Um, Though I don't know... Would there be lots of damage there? Would there be much that needed to be done? Not that I think Nia's parents would be doing any of it themselves. I don't imagine so. I imagine you'd you'd obviously feel what was happening and there would be, you know, plates falling from shelves and stuff like that. But I don't yeah. think what happened on that side of the city would be powerful enough. Because I think the cause of these earthquakes is basically almost like the land mass shifting. So it's not like big tectonic plates. It is almost immediate and kind of very localized. Okay. It's the island itself still forming into place. So I think a lot of the, the actual damage is focused in Atrium and Holm Ward and Calvary Ward and uh, Hinter Ward towards Tail's End. The very big obvious piece of damage is the bridge on like the the eastern side of the city, on that side of the city, has partially collapsed. Is this like, fr- being from California, we obviously mm. have all the earthquakes, but also like there's a road called the Portuguese Bend that's continually shifting into the sea. And it doesn't affect much of the land around it, but just like this one portion is always shifting. So is it kind of like that? I think it's a little bit like that. But I think the movements are definitely more sudden. I mean, one day the entire road dropped six feet. Yes, like it's like that. Like the entirety of the bit that's attached to Atrium, um, like the docks basically has just crunched like through the canal. Wow. So yeah, I imagine Nia went home to check on their parents and when everything was fine, left. Yeah. Um, have we met Nia's parents on screen? I don't know. Do, do, do you want to introduce them? So the two names I've got are Cherub Nimgors and Zedek Nimgors? Yes, those are correct. So Nia's parents are, yeah, Cherub and Zedek. And they are trying really hard to be not upper middle class, but upper class. Cherib is a, not like a, a psychoanalyst, but one <laughs> of, of those that publishes books all the time, often writing articles for magazines and that kind of thing. Yeah. And then Zedek is a prominent fashion journalist. I imagine... The kind of person who would run Embrace's equivalent of Vogue. I try to imagine like what that is. 
but yes, yes, I like it. Suddenly Nia makes so much sense. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Embrace's version of Vogue is called Rogue. <laughs> I imagine there's still books, right? Like, because I'm imagining the newspaper industry in Embrace is like literal broadsheets. Like those old style is just one huge sheet of paper. Unless it's just one of those picked with loads of pictures on. Well, it could be like, if it's not necessarily um, kind of broadsheets or something like that, but like running like the, the high-end salons where you have mm. all of the, um, basically where fashion, like running the fashion shows and being the one that critiques everyone and is generally, well, extremely hypercritical. Yes. Of everyone and everything. I like the idea that you maybe have like one of those, almost like a fashion annual, where all yeah. of the fashions for like the last year are rounded up and all of like the next year's fashions are written in by Zedek. Oh, like a, like a style almanac. Yeah. That sounds perfect. Okay. Um, so you get to your house. I imagine it's maybe one of these ones in Acreage, which is sort of the well-to-do part of the city. I imagine your house is rather large and big. Yes. Um, it's a house that has been fashioned with many trends. So there's mm-hmm. kind of like ghosts of various uh, decorating trends from the throughout like the last like several years. Kind of like kind of tried to like swept, sweep away everything and start anew. But there's always like little bits of like the molding is not quite right anymore and the cornicing is like a few uh, a decade out of date but all of the furniture just continually being redone or moved to a, like a new room so only the f- newest stuff is in where a company would go oh are they are they one of those families where you can't go into that room unless company is around yes Sorry, this room is for guests. You can't come in here. Nia, please, you... stop playing in this room. This room has the best light. <laughs> Which is why it's only for guests. I imagine you meet them in, in like, the dining room or something like that. And maybe um, Zedek is there? And looks at you across the table and is like, Nia, where have you been? Um, I mean... I, I had many things to do. Haven't you heard? There are riots across the city. There's been an assassination. That, and, and an earthquake. What do you think you're playing at? Being out at this time? I'm sure I'm perfectly safe. I mean, what would I have to do with any of these riots? <sighs> Where have you been? I, I was showing off um, my, part of my new collection based on... The, the holiday. There's always some gimmick with you, Nia. When, when, when are you going to learn to create serious fashion? And I think that they've just kind of started reading whatever they are reading again on the table. They said their piece. Oh, what are ZX pronouns? Uh, both of Nia's parents are um, say Sam. Okay. So yeah, so so say look back at their book and at this point Nia's just like, well, I guess everyone here is safe and sound. And it's like, well, fine. Whatever. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> who who is cleaning up in this house? Because it's not Zedek, is it Cherub? Or do your parents have like staff? I think it's I think it's probably Cherub most of the time. If it's okay. if company's over, they'll have staff. Mm-hmm. But uh, when they're on their own, they live quite simply. Okay. Um, Because they're just really busy. They're always out. They're always working. But in order to keep up appearances, if anyone's over, they do get staff in. Okay. I imagine you pass uh, Cherub on your way out, just say, like, sweeping up some some glass of something that's fallen off the mantelpiece or something like that. Ooh, ooh. Adam? Yeah, yeah. Can I find out what 
uh, start thinking. Is this your new move? Yes. Do you want to read it out? Yes, I do. I'm very excited about this. So uh, it is fortune teller. You may attune to a nearby person's thoughts in order to hear them yourself. Nice. <laughs> I don't have many d- dots in a tune, so, you know. Eh. Well, I think in this case, it's going to be a fortune roll, which is, there, there are no consequences Okay. Yeah. for how this goes. It's just, how, how much information do you get? Is this, is this the first time you've used this? I think so, yeah. Do, do they know they're doing it? I hope not. Oh, that'd be so good. Yeah, because I'm also curious about what this looks like. I mean, I imagine that Cherib is really hard to read. Hmm. Because uh, they are like, they've studied so much about like psychoanalysis and stuff that being able to present a natural state of emotions if you've devoted your life to understanding all of that would be complicated. So you're like catching Sam off guard? Yeah. Yeah, I guess um, one of the things I was maybe going to pitch with this move is like, rather than it being traditional mind reading, it's almost leaning into that sort of like weaver territory. Mm. Where you're sort of reading almost like the threads of spirit around them. <gasps> yeah! I, I'm sold. Yeah, you're kind of picking up on that to work out their emotional state or what they're thinking. Yes. I got a three. That's a three. So you don't get very much. Okay. I think it's how it works. You, you get like basic information. But you were saying you think this is the first time you've done this? Yes. Kind of a passing, I wonder what's her thinking. I wonder if this is like the first time you maybe start to perceive those threads of spirit as like an actual thing. And you can almost see around some, and I imagine they're a bit like Nia with tendrils and almost like flowy bits coming off of their body. And you can almost see weird blurs coming even further out than that. It's almost a little bit like an aura. Ah, that's so cool. <laughs> um, yeah, um, do, do you have anything to add? Because I imagine this is this is maybe how you're looking into a mirror, the truth-telling thing maybe works, is that you're already perceiving this to some degree. And that allows you to see when someone's lying because maybe those threads of spirit are doing something. And maybe this is like an extension. That makes sense. So it's not completely mm. unknown. Like, oh my goodness, what are all these threads of spirit or whatever this I think yeah. they are. Um, but now being able to see more than just if there's like a disconnect between what this the threads are saying and what the person is saying. Yes. Being able to read it even if there are, yeah, read it further. Yeah. And I think in Sir Case, it's the move is uh, you attune to a nearby person's thoughts in order to hear them for yourself. I think it's silence. I think Sir just perfectly controlled and silent in this instant. Sir just doing Sir work. I mean, that sounds like Nia's parents. <laughs> I think it's weird to you because I think compared to other people that you spend time around you like maybe you've just been noticing it because you've been at this big event and you've seen all of the panic after the earthquake and looking at Sam there's just this calm that is so weird yeah compared to everything else you've seen today but yeah um what do you do after this do you go and help yeah I think Nia heads back to atrium and looks for someone that say no that makes sense so of the rest of you um does anyone have any idea about what they were doing that night well i think if i remember rightly when we left off um oaken didn't have his spear 
Nia had it. Yes. So probably going to go find Nia. Oh, actually, I, I, Oaken doesn't know who's got it at that point, right? Yeah. Does he spend the night looking for his spear? Well, okay. He saw it go away on that glider. Yeah. So yeah, I think he's probably trying to like prowl the streets a bit to find it. <laughs> Just completely aimless, like not actually gleaning in any information at all. But does that mean throughout Nia's scene with her parents, um, they were holding a fucking great spear the whole time? <laughs> Nia just hiding it in the bushes outside. <laughs> just holding it behind her back. I'm yeah. not a part of any riots. I just have Oaken's spear for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> so he did tell her parents that, that they'd been working on hulling themed costumes. Oh so of all the days to be carrying a spear around, <laughs> yeah. that's maybe the one that Say can get away with it. <laughs> but I mean, the spear's still with Crick, right? The most, the most fun thing is for Nia to have the spear, I think. Because I like the idea of the scene, like a little flashback to that scene where you're talking with with Zedek, with, where Zedek <laughs> looks up, almost, like adjusts, say, glasses a little bit and squints and goes, that's a poor imitation, Nia. <laughs> I love it. Perfect. Nia's not going to respond to that. I'm just going to be like, ha. Huh. <laughs> you know nothing. So yeah, Oaken spends the evening just looking. I love the idea of like, you know, everyone's trying to do these kind of efforts after the earthquake. You know, people are trying to help each other, trying to rebuild. And Oaken is just walking up to people that are very obviously busy doing that and being like, excuse me, I need information. <laughs> Oh God! You see the person on a glider. Excuse me. Don't ignore me. <laughs> the, the, yeah, they just ignore you completely. Yeah. Like someone shouts at you, like pick pick up that bucket, quick. Oh, he's oh, gonna get roped in. <laughs> yeah. Th- does Oaken pick up the bucket? Oh yeah, he's used to being ordered around. <laughs> you, you end up spending the night just putting out fires in like hint award or something yeah like he's actually useful despite himself that's uh some some growth in my book <laughs> okay um and ezra ivar do you have an idea of what you do um i guess ezra would probably go home and check everything's okay like yeah i feel like calvary took some damage but it's not as bad as the rest of it i i think maybe Part of like how Calvary gets hit, even though they're not like at the epicenter of this, is a lot of the buildings and structures there are just not as well built as the rest of the city. They're old or crumbling, or they are new builds that sort of the ruthless landlords that Nim Kalada have like built up and they just kind of fall apart. So it's there is immediate damage, but it's more about just trying to Make sure that no one's in the places that are about to fall and there's going to be like some long-term rebuilding work that needs to go on. Yeah, I imagine um, people in Calvary are pretty used to patching their houses up and there's probably like a pretty strong communal effort to make sure it's taken care of for everyone who can't necessarily do it themselves. And I feel like um, Amaris, Ezra's mom, is probably pretty heavily involved in that so I think she's probably out when Ezra gets there. She's already out, just like making sure everyone's house is okay and that they've all got meals and stuff. And so I think Ezra is probably just hanging out with with the twins, with Panna and Kiva for a while. Yeah, I imagine like Emrys is like, Ezra, go, go go make sure the twins are fed. Yeah. And then, yeah, you probably spend like the rest of the evening being bossed around by Emrys. Absolutely. Well, not bossed around, but you know. Do you go and help? After Panna and Kiva are asleep? Yeah, I think once they're in bed, like, Amaris would definitely have figured out where the worst of the structural damage is, and Ezra is shoring up roofs and walls with everyone else. Yeah, and there are definitely, like, people hurt and injured as well in Calvary, I think. I think it's just too cramped for that not to be the case. Yeah, I don't think I could do much about that, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, and 
Ivar? I think um, Ivar initially probably would just head back to Tail's End, but not that he's worried about the people there, because I'm not sure they'd be too affected by the earthquake, but I'd more imagine that... I imagine that the houses or maybe even like shanty-esque homes that people have in Tail's End are mm. quite rickety. Yeah. And I think that not everybody is corporeal, if that makes sense. So they'll need help putting everything back to normal. Yeah, that makes sense. So I think that there'll be a lot of helping out to do like a mix between, well, any uh, alive people that want to help or um, corporeal ghosts that can do it. Yeah. I think between those two groups, we'll get everything back to normal. If there is anything too much for them. Have we seen Tales End on screen? I don't think so yet. What what do we think it looks like? So is this bit at like the the tip of Embrace, which is literally the tip of uh, Rodella's tail? There's sort of formed a spit and a bay, and Tales End is built on that, right? Yeah. And as I was saying, I think it is genuinely just a um an area of the city that is built out of either abandoned homes, maybe even like horse-drawn carriages that have just been dumped there because they're no use anymore and they're like, they've taken the wheels off of them or tin tin roof shacks, sheds, that kind of thing. Anything that's been thrown away or gotten rid of by people in the city that we could use as homes that people don't want anymore. But, you know, I imagine it's difficult for a ghost to find a place they call their own or have things if if people don't like respect that they want to have a home yeah ghosts definitely don't have the same citizenship rights in embrace i don't think or are even recognized as needing citizenship like beyond a ghost's immediate family i guess like it's probably very common that oh this is a ghost of someone in my family that's died they can stay in our house but it's probably not yeah yeah beyond that it's a bit different yeah and then that, that's what i mean i think that, and that's probably the main community of people in tales end is people that were alone in embrace mm. and when they died if they came back as a ghost they would have had no one else there to take care of them in that sense or provide them somewhere to live yeah i, I like the idea that tales end isn't has been chosen not because it's in any way like a locus for those kinds of energies it's just this is the land where you can be that you're not going to get like messed with yeah definitely i think it's just just far enough away from the edge of the city that not many people want to live here maybe it's like maybe it's like really boggy or something or like it's really hard to build on yeah that makes sense i like the idea that it was like once People used to build here, but like every attempt has kind of failed, which is why you get these old buildings that the ghosts can kind of claim as their own. Yeah, so I think if there are any original structures here, they are quite dilapidated and not well maintained, but they've just been here a long time. Yeah. So I guess the other thing I want to bring up, just while we're talking about ghosts and all that stuff, is I think the earthquake does really change like how the cut overlays with the city and i don't i don't think this is like a thing that you solve in this night but there's definitely places where ghosts just kind of walk out of the labyrinth that have been trapped there for hundreds of years and are just kind of wandering through areas of the city they wouldn't have been wandering through before and stuff like that like like some weird stuff happens as a result of this earthquake and it might be that a group of ghosts who no one has heard of for like a hundred years just suddenly reappears and they used to they used to terrorize a bit of the city but then they disappeared and now they reappeared there are areas where the plants just suddenly spring into life and there are new versions of the castings i think that when the earth moves in embrace itself the cut is affected by that but we might get to see those effects as we go on um I think for now, though, should we should we loop back round to the inside of the carousel? 
and I'm happy for you to play this out. I'm happy to give like a little bit of a where the city is at first. Whatever you whatever you fancy. I'd quite like a where the city is at. Yeah. My sort of big question before we get into any scenes is probably do we know how much shit we caused? So, Ezra, you've got a pamphleteer friend, am I right? I do, I do have a pamphleteer friend. Uh, his name is Scran. Um, is Scran he him? He is now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and... Does Scran know where the carousel is, or does he give you like some pamphlets before you kind of arrive here? I'm just trying to think about how this is set up. He definitely doesn't know where the carousel is. I think very few people know, which is incredible because it's a carousel. Um, but it's in a warehouse, right? But yeah, it's it's in a warehouse and it's it's not a, exactly a, a massive thoroughfare or anything. Mm. Um, no, I think Ezra and Scran probably meet in a couple of different pubs once or twice a month and Scran will kind of drop off pamphlets. Yeah. Do we, do we want to play that out or do we just want to skip to what you get? We can play that out if you want because I imagine there's usually like a little bit of gossip that comes with it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe what I'm imagining is after after the worst effects of the evening, I think everyone that's involved in this is probably spending most of the night trying to fix things and make sure things are okay. But there just comes a point where, at least for now, the stuff that needs fixing, the stuff that is like immediate, kind of like fades. And I think a few people probably go to one of those pubs at like five in the morning for just a drink, and they've probably put like some food on or something like that, just to keep everyone going. And maybe it's in one of those pubs that, like, Scran comes and says hi to you? Yeah, I think that makes sense. What is Scran like? Um, I think Scran reminds Ezra quite a lot of Ash. I think he's a bit older, but he is young and um, quite scrawny and fast. Okay. And where are you when he comes up to you? Are you are you just like sat with some people, stood with some people, propping up the bar? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ma'am on the other side. Yeah, I, I like the idea of Amrith has gone behind the bar and is pulling everyone pints now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like I imagine this is a local that's open like all night tonight because of the efforts around Calvary. Yeah, and I assume kind of as soon as Amrith came in, the bartender just kind of seeded it to her. <laughs> Yeah. I, I like the idea of Amos being like, these are on the house, right? And just give, giving a pointed stare to the bartender. Yeah, yeah. No, he agreed immediately. Yeah. And and you, you hear like a a cough at your elbow. and Ezra? All right, Scran. I don't think Ezra has to turn around to know it's Scran. I think he has a very particular cough. I think it's one he thinks is really like natural. No one, this won't get anyone's attention except Ezra. Ahem. Yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Think, thinks he's being very subtle and is not. Always talks yeah. a bit louder than he should. Yeah. Like, does the whisper voice, but doesn't actually whisper. He's got that, like, forced nonchalance of someone who hasn't quite learned not to be really conspicuous. Ezra. Yeah? How's everything going? Ezra just kind of gestures around the room at everyone tired and grubby and a little beaten up. And he's like, oh, it's not great, Scran, is it? But yeah, we're fine. Yeah, why? Sorry, how how are you? How's how's everyone? Knackered. (laughs) Yeah, mate. They've been firing off the presses all night and... I think that Ezra pulls him a little closer. What's up? Look, Scran, this is a fine establishment and I'm not I'm not trying to say anything about anyone who's in here, but could you keep your bloody voice down just a bit? Okay, yeah. Now tell me what's going on. Oh, n- nothing out of the usual apart from just everyone's trying to get their word in. 
And I mean, get this, he's like almost counting things off his fingers. Mm. Um, I heard that, that politician, uh, Stamus, Stamus Reglar, right? He's been arrested anyway. Oh, I. Apparently, he let us all vote. He he orchestrated a, a rigging of an official vote. Let them in Atrium have a free award. A oh, well, can you fathom it? Anyway, is 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 gone to jail. That that's what they do to you, right? Apparently, also. There was an earthquake. Yeah, I'm. I'm here. No, no, no. I I know about the earthquake. I know you know about the earthquake. Well, what else then? Have you heard of Oaken? This mm-hmm. is the stillest Ezra has ever been. <laughs> you know, our mams used to say, "Tell us stories of Oaken." Yeah, I've heard of Oaken. How it was so big and strong. He he killed remnants and. The ochre hull and... I've fucking heard him, Scran. What's going on? <laughs> someone someone killed him. Someone's got to kill Oaken. You don't say. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do now? What if this earthquake's an attack? Ezra's, like, slopped half their beer on the on the counter and across the bar, Amris kind of glares at them. <laughs> And they're mopping it up with their shirt sleeve as they're hurriedly like, Killed, killed Oaken? What? What? Amris throws a rag at you and goes, Don't use a sleeve. Sorry, ma'am. Yeah. Sorry, just heard some, heard some news. Interesting news. <laughs> when, did, when did this happen? Right before the earthquake. Oh, I. All those. All those. I'm trying to think of a good journalist name now. Um, what's like the times but for embrace? The dawn, maybe? Well, yeah, good. the dawn is good. The dawn. Let's get let's go for the dawn. One of the writers at the dawn, he said, Oaken was killed yesterday, and the moment mm-hmm. this is important. Mm-hmm. He was killed with his own spear. Yep. And the moment that spear pierced his heart. The earthquake happened. It's, it's an omen. I mean, how do they know it was exactly when the spirit is out? What, like someone was there just watching him die? You tell me. I don't know. I just I just bring the news. But Oaken dies. There's an earthquake. What next? It's just, yeah. Well, I mean, how do they even know he's dead? Like, what is, I mean, I first of all, I heard he couldn't die. So he's probably, you know, he's probably he's probably fine. But Scran, what happened? Well, so my my brother. Yeah. You you know my brother. He has a friend who he works with whose cousin was there. And apparently Scran, I'm gonna need you to hurry this along. Apparently at the market, can't remember do you know the one over the one over in Limbus? The big one? Oh god, yeah. Some I think it was an envoy or something jumped onto the balcony where Oaken was talking, pulled off Oaken's spear and stabbed him in the heart right in front of right in front of one of them Nim shifts, the the leader. Is it Valor, Vigor, Virtue? I, I can't remember the name, but blood all over him. Ezra is face down on the bar. <laughs> right in front of the Nim shifts, yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's not all bad news, though. All right. Servo McGlass is is the warden of Atrium now. It's, it's going to be good. Yeah, that'll be grand. And actually, importantly, um, some of the Laceport beneficiary, LV Petit was writing it, and apparently the Oaken that died might not have been the only Oaken. Apparently some, some rebels have someone that's claimed to be Oaken, so maybe... Maybe Oaken's not dead. That's a lot of bullshit, isn't it, Scran? <laughs> Who knows? Who can tell? Everyone wants to say they're Oaken, don't they? But they aren't, are they? Because we all we all know, we've all seen him, Oaken, right? Eight feet tall, very shiny. I heard he smells amazing, which that's his business, <laughs> not mine. But I've seen him. We have all seen him. And that's, I 
pretty pretty sure that's the real Oaken and any other Oaken is just some sort of out of control, just trying to make a big name for himself, trying to be the big man, dragging everyone in to his own problems and getting everyone else in trouble and just not really caring about the people who've been there for him in, in his hard times. Oh. And he's probably... He's, anyway, sorry, go on. Did you not get to be Oaken yesterday either? I always want to be Oaken, but my brother always makes me be the Oka Hull. I hate it. Yes, it's a sore spot for me. <laughs> Every holiday. Um. I, t- I tell you what, Scran, if you could be Oaken, anyone could. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I have to go. Uh, do you have some... Jeff, sorry, you you have pamphlets that I've I've got a thing I have to get to like now. So yeah, I think like uh, Scran like gives you a bundle full of pamphlets that he's like put together for you. All right, bye, <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Are, are you finishing your pint? No, you have it. I think uh, Scran goes to like drink it and like. Amris just like looks at him and goes, you're too young. Let him have a shandy, ma'am. It's been a long day. <laughs> um, scene. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> that was amazing. No, I loved it. I like Scran. Mm. Everyone at the bar was totally listening to all of that. <laughs> yeah. That was amazing. Uh, do we want the scene before we go into downtime of Ezra getting back to the carousel and you all being there? Yeah. Who's who's there at this point? I feel like it would probably just be Oaken, right? If you want a scene between <laughs> you and Oaken, go for it. I'd no, I'd like to think that Ivar is there first. Can um I would like to think that Nia at some point before after speaking to Sarah Parents, but before going to help everyone, has to put the spear away. And that would be a great moment. Maybe Nia walks in partway through whatever this scene is. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, Nia and Ash can walk in when they want, maybe. Um, and is Oaken already there? Unless he's still putting out fires. Yeah, I don't think yeah, he would yeah. have stuck with that for too long. No. I, about four and a half minutes. I, I, yeah, I feel like Oaken was like, God, I've been doing this for hours. <laughs> yeah, like five minutes. <laughs> exhausted. Yeah. Gets to pretend to be the hero he thinks he is, at least for a little bit, and then gets bored. Oh, yeah, like, as soon as stop, as people stop being appropriately grateful, he's like, well, I don't see why I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't you know who I am? <laughs> no, who are you? Uh, no one. <laughs> but very important, nevertheless. Morgan needs somebody to say thank you for your service to him every five minutes. <laughs> Okay, so, yeah, it's the morning and you're in kind of the cramped interior of the carousel. Is it Ivar and Oaken? Or do we want Ivar, Ezra and Oaken? I guess it depends on whether Ivar knows about the score. Okay, I think that it's, in my head, it's better that Ivar doesn't know and then joins in having a go when Ezra comes in to have a go. Just like having a casual, so how did it go, you know? Uh, good what have you good, been good score, did you get there? Yeah. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I've never seen so many people happy to have a vote. You know, it was it was dead good. Apart from that one nearly getting Ezra, it was, uh, it was all right, you know? I feel like it was all right, you know, is definitely where the trapdoor hatched down into the, the Jubilee clatters open. And Ezra is trying to, like stomp down the tiny ladder but it's an access ladder and a hatch so you can't like do it angrily because you have to be careful <laughs> and it's quite tight so it's like just scattering the way down the ladder and being grumbling to themselves like, broad bloody daylight you're right you're right Ezra take it easy now Ezra just like dramatically turns around from the ladder already pointing takes a little while to locate Oaken in the room to point at him <laughs> and it's just like what have you done to Oaken? I'm Oaken. Like hand to the temple, furiously counting to five to calm down. Murder. Broad fucking daylight. Marketplace full of people. Please tell me 
This cannot be true. I really love this because Oaken will absolutely want to take credit for the murder, but not want to get in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think this, you know, we did collectively as a group with me contributing the most. We attempted to get my spear back. Through what means? The usual. No wonder they kept this bloody boy in a box. I'm going to put him back in the box myself. Ivar, I am... All right, Ezra, calm down now. Come on. Okay. All right. right. It's not... It can't be... It can't be... Can't be that bad. I mean... Can't be that bad. You know what, mate? You... You tell me, honestly, what happened. Ballpark estimate, how many people do you reckon saw you? Oh, it wasn't very many, certainly. Not as many as I wanted. A few hundred, if that. And and besides, it wasn't it wasn't technically me who murdered Oaken up on that balcony in the glittering light. I softened him up a lot. The what? I think I did most of the work in that, but the actual dramatic killing blow that sprayed blood the- high into the air was wasn't the- wasn't any of us even. So we're pretty good. Oh, don't don't, don't tell me now that you did you do it on stage? Yes, well, I w- <laughs> wanted wanted the people to see the power of the the real Oaken. Yeah, well, did they? Oh my! The charlatan, oh. this imposter, posturing. Thinks just because he smells so good, he's not going to get murdered. Well, <laughs> look, he's laughing now. No one, oh. none of us are laughing now. When you say we, I take it to mean you took the wee lad with you. Yeah, yeah, the the little squirt and the fancy one. Oh my god, he took near and all. <laughs> well, it was mainly you know it was mainly me though. I did all the work. Ivar, give me your gun. Oh, uh, Ezra, you know you can't hold it. All right, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> Ivar, look, put the put. Put the kettle on. Right, let's, let's, let's calm down. I think Ezra is really angry but does stomp and put the kettle on because Ivar says it in, like, just the right cadence that it reminds Ezra of their mam and they're like, oh. you're all right. But they're doing it angry. All right, look. <laughs> look, all right, it could be worse. Um, How could it be in worse? Did you get this bloody spear? <sighs> no. No, some some you what? Some grubby urchin on a glider stole it, flew away. So you did all that, and you got bugger all to show for it. Well, you know, no, it's all right. Actually, did you say on a glider? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, if nappers have it, we can maybe we can maybe sort that out. Either that's not. I mean, I don't want to, but we could. Anyone else get hurt? Not that I cared about. I think there was a fire, but I really wasn't paying too much attention to that. You thought there was what? Yeah. Where was the fire? Well, you know, in the building. Are you sure you're the real Orkin? Well, I don't know what would make you ask that. Well, you haven't done anything good yet, have you? I've... Well, I've had some. Well, you know, when you're in the field killing a remnant, it's not about being all showy and flashy like that. That <laughs> imposter, you know, you're you're really in the grit. Not that either of you would know. How many remnants have you killed? Ezra's gonna punch Oaken. There <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, I hope Ash isn't t- like turning up right oh, now. She's like yeah. punches hero. I feel like that's the moment Ash turns yeah, up, right? I agree. Yeah, okay. Um, just because it's like getting into player conflict territories, are you both okay with this? I, I don't think it needs a roll, but we can if Oaken wants to resist this in any way. No, I want him to get punched. Talk shit, get hit, innit? Yeah. So Ezra punches <laughs> Oaken. Ezra, what the hell are you doing? What the... The hell am I? Where were you yesterday? 
I was um helping Oaken get the spear get the spear back. Did you think we wouldn't hear about it, young man? Hold on. Did you think you what? could go swanning around a public festival, illuminated to the high heavens, murdering Oaken, and I wouldn't hear about it down the pub? I mean, it was kind of more of an accident, really. Oaken, Oaken this Oaken didn't really kill the other one. He was kind of he kind of fell over. I'm sure he did. The other Oaken got killed. Got killed while he was on the ground, sort of. Yeah, but have you seen the bloody papers today? No, I, I came here this morning. Ezra's going to grab one of the pamphlets from Scram, just shove it in Ash's direction. Be like, all of, all over it. Every, every single one of them's like this, Ash. Everyone is going to be looking for you. Do you have any idea how much trouble you're going to be in? What am I going to tell your parents when the jackals come after you? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Okay, I'm not. Wait, I'm not having this. I um. Uh, I, w- I, w- I would like if Oaken has recovered from the punch. I would like for Oaken to step in, in front of Ash. Hey, listen. Like I said, it's not like any of us landed the killing blow. It was near as damn it. Well, it's a technicality, but it counts. And I did most of the work. I I had to do something. They were they they were going to kill him. Yeah, it, it's not his fault. He hardly did anything. He hardly helped at all. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I suppose if, if, you, if you say so. Yeah. So any blame should be with me. Look, Ash, I know, I know you mean well and I know you want to help him and I know he's a mess and he needs help, but you can't just go wandering off after any stranger who tells you he's Oaken and murder someone in broad daylight. Like... Who's this lad to tell you what to do? I mean, it was it was kind of Nilcat's idea. He's the one that told us where the spear was going to be. What? Yeah. He said that they, they was going to be doing a speech or something. Um I can't remember. Anyway, I I thought I thought that we should do it quietly, but um Oaken and Nia thought it'd be better to do it big and loud. I I just wanted to just steal it, you know. Did that uh, did that bloody Nilcat get us off distracted? Get these lot out to, to do his dirty work. Hey, now come on, he's not like that. You, it must be a mistake, and we'll sort it out. Anyway, I'm, I haven't actually seen Nia since they went off to uh, get the spear. I don't know. I don't know where where they got to. Um, I hope I hope hopes are okay. Nia went after Nappers. Yeah. It was it was it was so cool. So so like flew over the crowd. Uh I, I didn't I haven't really seen some fly like like that before. It was it was uh like wow. <laughs> and at this point Nia floats in, holding the sphere aloft. <laughs> It's just been yeah. listening wait. outside. <laughs> wait, wait, yes. I mean, Nia would totally do that. Go, okay. All right. Is this my dramatic moment? No, no, it's not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I can hear there's an <laughs> argument going on inside. Yeah. I think that went um, really, really well. Like, we got the spear, and everyone was distracted, and I even got a date out of it. That was, yeah, it was pretty good. The spear's back. So you did a murder. In front of hundreds of people. So you got a what? You got a spear, and then you went to hook up with someone. <laughs> um, I I guess so. I mean, it's what we're, the whole plan was. The plan was kill Oaken, get the spear, and then I also got a date. So that was like an extra, like, nice thing. Hang on, you said you said it was an accident, Ash. You t- I mean, it. I I didn't I didn't think that we were going to oh. kill him. That that was the whole point of making the fancy costume for Oaken and getting all the lights, so that like when he was up there going like I'm the real Oaken, here's my whole speech, which he kind of like <laughs> fucked, but whatever. Um, you made this wet dish rag a costume specifically for him to wear to murder Oaken. I mean, it was quite a good costume. It was quite nice. 
Oaken said that if he was able to get in front of the audience and tell them he's the real Oaken, that it would work. But I thought maybe he needed some help because the other Oaken is so much hotter. <laughs> wait, wait. Yeah, he... He is. Yeah, that's fair. Hang on. So, wait, did it... Dawn, give me strength. Let one good thing come out of this. Did did you manage to convince him? Um. Well... Not before I left. Uh, so... Because I went to get the spear and all, but... I mean, I, don't I didn't know. see the whole thing, but I think Oaken could really do with some um, stagecraft lessons. Yeah, Ash is, Ash is uh, very, very right there. Um, the whole speech just went terribly. It wasn't a speech. I mean, it was more like a series of kind of angry grunts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, so instead of giving a speech, you just had a fight and then you ran away. Well, the aim was to upstage them, and it turned out the easiest way to do that was murder them. Can, can we, can we, can we stop calling it murder? It's it's making me really uncomfortable. Can we just call it like the 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 accident? Yeah, but it bloody well was murder. I mean, it was like we didn't actually actually kill him. It was the guards. It's more accurate. Right. So you didn't even impress yeah. everyone by murdering <laughs> him. You let the guards do it. And then you left. Murder, don't murder, can't do right. You can't, you can't, you can't have a go at us for 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 accidenting him, and then have a go at us for not murdering him. That's that's not fair. Ash, look, all we're trying to say is a series of choices were made, and none of them were very fucking good, were they? I mean, we've got the spear. Things don't always go according to plan. We. Got away safe. And we got the spear, yeah. Unless that spear is fucking magic, was it worth it? Wow. Is this the point where Oaken does some magic? Can this be the point where Oaken fails to do some magic? No, I've already <laughs> failed once. <laughs> I, I, okay, what I'm going to try and do is to summon the spear, you know, activate it, get it glowing, get it whirling, have it come to me. Do I have to roll for this? I don't think so. We already made a roll to see how in control you were last session, and that went really well. I'm happy for this to just work, or you to describe it, how well it works. Um, okay, I think it starts off as the spear kind of rattling in Nia's hand a little bit, and then it's kind of, it's like it's got an inner light, and it's just glowing brighter and brighter. These tiny shards of metal lift off and start whirling around it at the top and it finally like flies out of their hand and almost like a magnet clips into mine oh that's what's meant to happen that was so cool that would have looked a lot like with the whole costume and i had all the lights that would have looked really cool why didn't you do that earlier uh, just, you know, when you've been asleep for a few hundred years, you're a bit rusty. I bet it was performance anxiety, wasn't it? Uh, even, uh, even Oaken, huh? <laughs> that happens to everyone. <laughs> it happens to everyone. It happens to one in ten people. Ezra has just silently gone to the now whistling kettle and is just making everyone a copper. This, this is more than they can deal with. <laughs> so, we can all agree that it's all fine and nobody's angry? Yeah? Everyone? Uh, you might have to keep working on uh, Ezra, boy. <laughs> all right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, Ezra, do you want a hand with the, with the tea? Okay. <laughs> oh. oh, no. I think, like, as Ezra brings them round, they do, like, briefly put one hand on Ash's shoulder, but as Ash goes to speak to them, just shake their head. Oh, no. Do they make Oaken a cup of tea? Yes, but don't make a big deal out of it. <laughs> it's tea. You can't, I mean, that's just that's just a step beyond. No, this is definitely the first time that Ezra's included Oaken in a round of tea. Wow. Is there a table in this place? Um, I think there's probably, like... Some unused planks of wood 
propped up roughly evenly mm. on some other bits of stuff. I, I think we like close on a shot of you all sat around the table, like drinking tea and probably doing all of like almost like the admin you have to do at the end of scores. I feel like um it maybe actually is like when everyone has got tea and sat down and has kind of chilled a little bit, it's maybe that they kind of look quite seriously at Oaken for the first time and ask for like Oaken's story. Mm. Like a, okay, so tell us what your deal is. Maybe that's the point at which we get Oaken to talk about himself, which feels like it wouldn't be that hard to do. <laughs> yeah. That's very true. <laughs> My deal? I mean, I guess you know the stories, but you can't, like, know, know. Unless you've been there. Remnants know walk in the park, and any of you saw a remnant, you'd be running screaming. I was training since the day I was born just to case I ever saw one. Like, no fun, no friends, just training, training every day, and I was still terrified, I still have nightmares, but it didn't matter because I won. And that's why them statues are there, right? My entire life was about that moment, so it was all worth it. Had to be.